the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 14 The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? Hear the words of God in Solomon again. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? Your spirit is a two-edged sword. It can cut away life's troubles and leave you happy on top of the world, or it can slice your soul to where your pain cannot be described. It is your wisdom to keep your spirit with all diligence so that you can use it for your profit. A wounded spirit is more painful than a wounded body, for the spirit is more vital to your happiness. If the spirit is wounded and hurting, it does not matter how healthy and strong your body might be. If you allow any difficulty or sorrow to gain the victory over your spirit, the crushing pain can be intolerable. Fools will seek the comfort of bodily death. Ruled and directed by wisdom, your spirit can help you survive any difficulty. Allowed to rule you when wounded, it is unbearable to you and to others. But ruled and directed by the Spirit of God, you can be cheerful in any adversity. But if your spirit is allowed to run free, it can and will drive even conscientious men toward suicide. Are you ruling your spirit today? Natural men have done incredible things under horrible stress, pain, danger, and difficulty by a strong and courageous spirit. Their exploits are wonderful to read, but a Christian can do better. For the knowledge of present reality and future expectations and the sustaining help of the Holy Spirit of Christ are things the wicked know nothing about. Ruling your spirit is the best evidence of Christian maturity and the means to help others. Fighting heretics or troubles on the outside is easy. Ruling an angry, impulsive, melancholy, or offended spirit on the inside is much more difficult. Growing in grace and walking in the Holy Spirit to bear His fruit will result in the wise rule of your spirit. Is there a godly and great man to stand up and be counted? Is there a virtuous woman who will rule her spirit? Nothing you do in life is as important as ruling your spirit. If you let it rule, you are a loser. If you rule it, you are greater than a man who can take a city himself. Your spirit is the vital force behind your benefit to others or your burden to them. Your spirit can arm you to accomplish great things or keep you from ever being useful. When Job ruled his spirit, he worshipped and blessed God, though his circumstances were terrible. When Job let his spirit run wild with thoughts about his great losses, he cursed the day he was born and wished he were dead. And he went downhill from there, until Elihu and God corrected his self-justification and self-pity. His spirit at first sustained him, and then it nearly destroyed him. 
What did Job do wrong? What happened between Job chapter 1, verses 20 to 22, and Job chapter 3 and verse 1? He thought too much, and his friends were worthless. Self-examination is good if it is done within the limits of Scripture. Negative pity parties are ungodly and unproductive. Job should have fasted and prayed and asked his friends to join him. Instead, he let melancholy reflection take him down to self-righteous questioning of God. When David faced his greatest crisis in running for his life from Saul, when his own friends wanted to stone him, he encouraged himself in the Lord his God. 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6. And his true friend, Jonathan, strengthened his hand in God by encouragement. In 1 Samuel 23 and verse 16. Here was a true friend, in great contrast to Job's three miserable comforters. A man ruling his spirit in the fear and joy of the Lord has a continual feast, regardless of circumstances. But a man allowing his spirit to be afflicted can find negative things every day of his life. These two rules are taught in Proverbs 15 and verse 15. Ruling your spirit with joy brings a cheerful disposition, but unchecked sorrow breaks the spirit. What a horrible choice! A merry heart heals the soul, but a broken spirit will dry up your life. It is possible to dance even in economic failure, according to Habakkuk 3, verses 17 to 19. Peter and John rejoiced to be beaten by the Jews in Acts 5. Stephen prayed for his murderers in Acts 7. Paul and Silas sang in a dungeon in Acts 16. And Paul had a picnic while in a storm at sea in Acts 27. The martyrs of God, from Abel to present persecutions in Muslim nations, have suffered horrible tortures with cheerful, overcoming spirits by keeping their hearts focused on Jesus Christ by His Spirit. The world is not worthy of these great spirits. You have never faced their difficulties, but do you have days or hours in which you nearly despair of life? Happiness is a choice. Do you grasp this simple but profound rule of life? Happiness does not depend on circumstances, contrary to what most think. It is a choice. Bitterness of soul or an offended spirit is also a choice. And most circumstances cannot help the man that makes the foolish choice to be bitter or offended. Be glorious. Choose to be content and thankful for your life and pass over the transgressions of others. King Ahab pouted in bed with his face to the wall and refused to eat because he could not have Naboth's vineyard. His wife took advantage of his melancholy mood and killed Naboth to appease her inconsolable husband. Let no Christian man act like this toward wife or family, for you mark yourself as a very wicked man. Even Elijah was discouraged after his great victory over the prophets of Baal when he wished for death in 1 Kings 19.4. We learn from James 5.17 that his passions were normal. Yet being cast down and destroyed are two very different things. A ruled spirit might be discouraged, 
but it will not turn to sinful melancholy excesses of self-pity. The early days of World War II cost the British enormous losses of ships and crews by German U-boats. Seeking to save lives in the horrific events at sea, they discovered that older, more experienced men had a higher survival rate than younger, more physically fit sailors. More years of life's hardships fortified the spirits of the older men and gave them an advantage over the younger men in survival situations. The head of this research, Kurt Hahn, applied this knowledge in forming the Outward Bound Training Program, which increases a person's fortitude by controlled, progressively more difficult challenges. This principle of building the spirit was revealed much earlier than 1941, for God builds your faith and patience, that is the enduring of difficulties, the same way. He carefully prepares afflictions and trials to increase your spirit's strength. You will not face any temptations today. You cannot escape and defeat. If you will see a faithful God in their design and your personal profit of working through them. Paul could face great adversity and personal infirmities by the knowledge that Christ's grace would sustain him. And cannot you do the same? knowing that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose? You are more than conquerors through Him that loved you. The Lord is able to heal your broken heart and bind up your wounds. Sin will destroy a right spirit, but confession can restore it. David groaned under the Lord's heavy hand of chastening for his heinous adultery and murder. But confession and repentance brought refreshment, favor, and joy. Peter wept bitterly for denying Jesus, but fifty days later at Pentecost, he was a powerhouse. If sin is pulling your spirit down, confess your sins fully to God right now. Unforgiven sin can bring hell this side of eternity that can hardly be described. Cain's pain, in his words, was greater than he could bear. King Saul's despair drove him to consult a witch in his great grief. Ahithophel and Judas chose strangling as the cure for their pain. They tasted only a drop of hell, but the excruciating torture of that punishment was far too much. How much more the full dose for eternity? Do you rule your spirit? Or do your spouse and family know that the little setbacks of life put you in an irritable mood or silent depression when you snap at others or ignore them in your selfish withdrawal. What folly! What childishness! Grow up today! Your spirit is a pain to have around, and it is a sin. Rule your spirit today. Your family and you will benefit. Christians experience heaviness, through many afflictions and manifold temptations. But the Lord will deliver out of them all. Joy will come in the morning. Jesus Christ faced greater darkness, adversity, and agony in the Garden of Gethsemane than your mind can fully measure. Yet with sweat like blood dripping from his brow, he found comfort and strength in doing his Father's will. He looked ahead to the joy before him and he endured the calamities, 
Will you crumble today from slow traffic? Too many projects at home? A disappointing career? A bad hair day? A frustrating day at the office? The fact that you are a few pounds overweight? A disappointing spouse or child? A fiery dart from hell that you are a loser? Let the shame of these questions drive you to joy and strength in the Lord. For the thought of such insignificant things wounding the brothers of Jesus Christ is disgusting and ridiculous. If you have a melancholy spirit bent toward inward thinking, take precautions. Stop thinking and go do what you should be doing now. Get outside yourself. Blocking out others is foolish. You need them. Use your spouse, family, and brethren for counsel and comfort. Go to the Lord in prayer and find His peace that passes all understanding. Keep your heart with all diligence. Rejoice. And again I say, rejoice. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Your spirit can be better quickly by the power of God's Spirit. Amen.